Hey, what's up everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style. So I just wrapped up episode number 12 with my buddy Nick of Warning Company. Nick and I jumped into a lot of different things, but we focused on how he got started in the vintage industry. We talked a lot about his collection of UK and Kentucky Derby t-shirts, which he displays a lot. This is definitely one you're going to want to watch via YouTube. And we also talked about him owning a shop here in Lexington, how that went over, and then what he's currently doing in the Louisville, Nashville, and the Lexington market. So grab your drinks, sit back, and enjoy episode number 12. Yeah, episode number 12 with my buddy Nick of Warning Company. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, so we're trying this again. Um, this is our second. This is my second um, in-person uh, interview, as far as uh, podcast interview. We did this once before a few weeks ago, and somehow the video got messed up. So we lost everything that we had done previously. So we're back at it again, part two, okay. and uh, we're doing it outside. So you may hear some distractions here and there, but. For the most part, hopefully you can hear yeah, us. It was a great day if we had to. We could have yeah. been inside, but why not? Yeah, like my neighbor, she's uh, watering right now. So, and sounds like there's a mower coming. So, you, <laughs> there may be some Bear distractions. But uh, I'm with Nick of Warning Company, and I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we'll kind of get started into some just kind of talking shop about vintage, how he got started, and um, some trends and some things like that that we we currently see going on so appreciate it aaron um i'm originally from lexington kentucky lived here most of my life i kind of went away to school in high school and then i've ended up back here and since i've been back i've really tried to involve myself in the vintage scene as much as possible i'm sure some of you have met me at flea markets running around with a bag over my shoulder trying to look at everything before anybody else can but hey you know that's just part of the game and it's fun and that's why we're both here still doing it so in the first interview we talked a, a little bit about as kids growing up you know uh, your mother was from mount sterling correct right. yep. so your family's My from mount sterling, mount sterling yeah. okay so talk a little bit about that we talked about court days yeah. and that's kind of how i got my feel of you know really trying to find unique pieces and, and cool and different things and really take it back yeah, and collect exactly. it. I mean, so talk about that. So my grandmother lived up the hill from Court Day and we would park cars, $5 a car. And after the, the lot was full, you know, she'd give me $10 to go run down and go check out Court Day and see what I could find. And at that time I was buying, you know, rubber band guns, and BB guns and baseball cards. I had a huge collection of those at the time. And, and just kind of going through and the, the hunt and my mom always taught me to see what their lowest offer will be uh, don't show them your money don't tell them you got ten dollars to spend say yeah five yeah so, and i'd walk around with her and her and her friends were buying you know, artwork and signs and furniture and kind of stuff that they were painting to make fit into their house and like finding something old and, and making it new but, you know, it was fun being able to just be free and run around and look big through these flea markets because as kids, you know, we, we got in some trouble, found some pretty cool things. You know, one of us go home with a knife and we're supposed to have one on accident. But, you know, hey, yeah, <laughs> that, that was always the thing. We'd go, we would be, my parents, we'd go on the weekend, but I can remember missing school on Monday to go to court date. And like you said, you throwing stars, right? Knives, throwing stars, I knives. Mean, you, you name it. I, I tried to come Nike, up. everything, everything yeah. bootleg. <laughs> yeah. Airbrush t-shirts, turkey legs. And see, I can remember the bootleg Bart Simpson t-shirts and yeah. like uh, flight Jordan flight mm -hmm. t-shirts and stuff that are super popular now. I can remember those as a kid. You yeah, know, no, it's it's really fun seeing the fashion of when I was a kid, kind of mid '90s, late '90s, growing up. It's really kind of full circle, the brighter colors, the all over prints, you know, that it's totally adapting to from what I even started collecting at Vintage as well. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about, um, talk a little bit about that. So talk about kind of what, you know, for people who don't know, Nick used to have a, uh, a store front in Lexington, Kentucky, 
and um, it was the store was awesome, man. Um, I loved it. But talk a little bit about that journey, and talk about you know kind of what what kind of came about for you to close the shop, and you know with maybe the scene not necessarily be fully being here in Lexington just yet. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess you know when I was in high school and college, I was definitely more in college. I spent a lot of time around a vintage store. I got to help photograph it, and and I would check every day every other day for new things that they had and then just traveling and being from Lexington you kind of see a difference there are a lot more vintage stores in other towns and Lexington didn't have what I felt was a one a, a dedicated vintage store for you know college age to you know mid-30s or and, and still providing some stuff for mid-40s people as well so I tried to make a, a men's store and a lifestyle store and vintage store all in one and it was fun um you know for the three years that we were open i had a great time with it i learned a ton and you know as you said maybe lexington wasn't ready for it maybe not but i still think while i had the store all the people i met and the newer buyers that were just coming up and younger kids that were becoming interested in it for me made it all worthwhile just meeting them and having the store you know, all the people i met over the time definitely makes having a store fun but it has it's, it definitely has some some work to it and, and other side to it that can be a lot especially for a new business owner so i kind of learned and found out that i was doing better targeting what i was wanting to sell to different markets you know not everything i wanted to sell was working in lexington some would work more in louisville some would be better posed to nashville so you know, i took the option to close the store and step back and just focus on consignment and focus on what I like best and you know what I like to buy and you know sell to the customers that I like dealing with so that's you know that's why I took that route instead yeah <laughs> and I things have changed too you know social media has pushed a lot of the vintage out to make it so that you can operate from home and not need a store front too yeah I mean it definitely helps with from the an overhead perspective probably frees you up a lot oh, yeah. more to be able to go, you know, do what you, your right. passion is, which is, which is hunt and, it's, and it's interact. It's a tough and sweet network. spot to try and find, you know, spending the amount of time that you want to be there. You know, I, I was there a lot. I lived there. I slept there before <laughs> multiple yeah. times. You know, if we had new inventory coming in, we had to stay up and tag everything. That's what we do. Um, yeah. But yes, finding that balance between being able to buy, being able to run the store, have the staff that's knowledgeable and, can help you as much while you're gone too was key so well i hated to see it i hated to see it go because i like i said i loved it but you know yeah. um but 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 i think you're right i mean i think having the ability to be more um uh you know in different areas and different markets and then really have the ability to go out and network more in different markets i think yeah. that that is helpful for you so talk a little bit You've been in Nashville now since kind of January. January officially. Yeah. Okay. So so talk a little bit about that. How's that going at uh, in Nashville? Uh, in Nashville, so in January, I was invited to set up at High Class Hillbilly, which is a great shop. It was one of the first stores that I even did a pop up at in Nashville. So the relationship started pretty early. I started going down to the Nashville flea market as a, a regular to sell, and I met a lot of good people started finding things that I was selling or that wasn't selling in Lexington was easily selling in Nashville. So it, it was able, it was a good way to, to shift the inventory and move some stuff down there. And the relationships were great. I made a lot of friends and in turn sourced a lot to bring back here to Lexington and Louisville from there. So the, the new relationship is going great. I'm really happy with it. I've put a lot of stuff in there. I mean, I, I probably have six, 700 items in the store. That cool. We're just trying to rotate and I'm adding every week. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only imagine Nashville obviously has such a different scene than both either Lexington or Louisville. Very much, you know, yeah. with, with all the musicians and the stylists and things like that being down there and working with with some of them have you had a chance to do that much yeah uh even just this recently this last weekend met a new stylist uh sold an item to her and she sent me out looking for a few other things for the future 
and in, in high class hillbilly, they get in a lot of violence, so that helps. But even at the national flea market, every type of person was out there uh, musicians, stylists, store owners, buyers for clothing labels you name it. I mean, you have no idea. Or you have someone that's just looking for that one special shirt or a piece of clothing you've got. But there were a lot of really great people there. Still are. What about online? Do you do much online? I do now that I, I will say a little bit less now that I've switched to having some dedicated items in consignment. Nashville, they do their, I'm on their social media through them. Um, and then personally, I will post for the domestic and Florida yeah. 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 But that's, that's it. Uh, sales have been pretty good online, actually. It's been a more of a shift to that. Or, uh, with the lack of flea markets and shows for people to vend at, I, I definitely see a lot of people doing live videos and you know, showing a, a rack of shirts to sell for an hour, and that's been entertaining. I mean, I've, I I've think, found some great stuff that way. And I think that's that's all with you know everything that's gone on with the quarantine and stuff. It's made people. It's kind of pushed people out of their comfort zone a little bit and made them try to sell in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, I know some of the shop, two of the, you know, a couple of the shops in Louisville. You know, they went online where they'd never been online before, and I, both of them said that it's it's like having a whole other store. A whole other store. Yeah. And and that 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 uh, that it's been very uh, impactful for their business from that standpoint, which I think is great. I think the more you can get, the more eyes you can get on stuff, the obviously, the more chance you'll have to to sell it. But I think too, the cool thing about the going you talked mentioned about going live. I mean. I know I've had this conversation with other people who who resell. When you can kind of tell the story and 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 paint the picture exactly. of the shirt, yep. in in your own words, I mean, it really helps add, I think, value to what what you're showing. Whereas a picture, sometimes people will see it and they maybe they've seen that shirt before, um, you know, posted before, but they don't. There's not they don't know the story or the history behind it. Right. I, I... I definitely think that in posting, it's been broken down to a few levels. You've got the flat lay item, which can be posed many ways as a flat lay or hanging, and then the modeled photograph, seeing it on someone. And then now, I mean, it's, it's definitely changed into a video. You know, someone may be wearing it. Someone may just be showing it on a rack, but you get to see the fabric, see the item, see it in comparison yeah. to something else. Does it grab your attention when the person holds it up? Maybe that's who knows? I love your shirt. I've got the same shirt. We've I know. Talked, I had to find it because <laughs> we, you had we it. We talked about it numerous times. I love it. Like I said, yours is a lot. Great. Yours is broken in a lot more than mine, and I wish mine was. Mine's like almost dead. What was dead stock? Yeah, Probably get everything worn, but it, it's. I like the the worn in look a little bit more. So talk about your love for you know Kentucky stuff and things like that. Do you do you look mostly for yourself for that kind of thing, or do you? You know, you feel like that's just something that really, obviously, it sells well in this market. I mean, both. It's definitely, I'm in the right place to be selling University of Kentucky Wildcats here. It's Big Blue Nation. There's so many followers. I have created fan base friends through social media in D.C., New York, Florida, Tennessee, all just, and I feel like they look at the Lexington accounts to find their Kentucky stuff. Uh, me personally collecting, it's all nostalgia. You know, 96 basketball team, 98 team, and then a lot of the graphics. I like art, like if someone has drawn a drawing, like the the dream game, the original rivalry, U of L, UK games. Yeah. Those are fun because they're a drawing. Um, and, and I've just, I collect the larger Wildcat, old Nike, old champion. Yeah. So, I mean, as I'll show you a few here. The yeah, you brought print, a bunch of brought a few. Stuff. I um I'm the same way. I like the, I uh, you know I have never been a huge fan of like the national champions t-shirts. I'm more about the ones that were a little more unique. Yeah. Um, from that perspective, um, I do like you know you mentioned the 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 rivalry. So I remember the game. I like the game one shirt, and I don't right. have it still. Okay. So I had it as a kid. I'd like to have. I'd like to try to find it again. Game one dream game. No, the the game one um, football. Oh. Between when they re uh, reestablished the rivalry, yeah, I okay. think it was '93, maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's got the football field and mm -hmm. it's got the Cardinal helmet and the Kentucky helmet, and it says Game One. Yeah, so I have I have like the I have a couple of the 
the glasses from that game because I was at that game. So I have a couple of the glasses, um, but I don't. I, I had the shirt, man. It's gone. I don't know where it's at. Yeah, like as, as for the '96, I remember when the bus drove in and the banners. So my favorite shirt that I have is the one with the new banner hanging and rubberita on the inside. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that one. I didn't bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll show it to you. That's but cool. no, I mean, that's cool. I remember sitting up in my parents' kitchen watching on the smallest TV late at night when the bus got yeah. driven in and they played We Are the Champions and you know, just all that just nostalgia to me. This Tino shirt. I don't yeah. know if a lot of people buy Tino stuff, but I, to me, that was that was coach growing Yeah, because we grew up, that's, you know, with Patino in that in that position and. Of course, he kind of lost his mind when he took off and went to Louisville. Yeah, but, no, right. But other, other than that, Trader. so so talk about that. So what? Let's talk about the nostalgia aspect of this. So what is it more of for you? Is it is it is it more about finding the the things that bring back the memories uh, from when you were a kid, yeah. or is it more about just finding the uniqueness or the the you know is it the 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 excitement of the hunt like I got this shirt, you know, I found this shirt and, and, you know, sure. I mean, the hunt is definitely majority of it for me, but I, like the nostalgia is there. I, I do think I also look for stuff I may have worn. There's a few pieces that I've actually have photographs of me wearing when I was younger that I'm still looking for. I mean, one of them I have found, it was, I used to always wear a baby blue and white Coca-Cola uh, rugby shirt yeah now have one i think i have a few colors now yeah great if you ever own one they're so comfortable i had another shirt uh i still haven't found it yet but it's it's an overalls shirt and it looks like you're wearing a pair of overalls and says, okay this is my i think it says like this is my tennessee shirt but i've found a few of them and they're ridiculously priced yeah something i wouldn't have ever expected so but it came, it was just like a roadside tourist piece from somewhere in Tennessee. Yeah. And, and they see, they had those, I can remember from here all the way to yeah. Pigeon Forge. Right. Every little, like, um, truck stop you would stop in, they would have something like souvenir t-shirts exactly. and hats. Yep. Had I know what I know now, I would have just <laughs> fought all of them. But uh, now you can't find them. And, I mean, and, the gas stations still have those tacky t-shirts now. A yeah. The feel the wind and. Like and that. the trucker hats trucker and things hats, like that. Yep. Well, Rolling I tell you, thunder. one of the things uh, you mentioned there on the uh, the Coca-Cola rugby. So I had a couple of Coca-Cola rugbies as a kid, but I tell you what, something I found recently that I don't see a lot of is a Pepsi rugby. Hmm? So I, I've not seen very many of those. I found a Chevrolet one. Did you? Recently, yeah. It looks just like the Coca-Cola rugby. Just like has, it. And it's yeah. baby blue. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, see, I, I, I've not found – you know, I knew that the Coca-Cola rugby's existed, and I had, like I said, one as a kid. I think mine was blue and yellow, like uh -huh. royal blue and right. yellow. that's popular but, one. Um, but um, I never, I'd never seen a Pepsi one. So, I remember I picked that up. It's been a couple months ago, and I don't – I think I sold it. You I know, can't remember. Pepsi collectibles, Pepsi's usually more pricey. But yeah. It fetches more money than Coca-Cola. Than Coca-Cola, yeah, because yeah, Coca-Cola just – so much of it. They just put so much of it out there. I mean, they put it on anything and everything. So, and uh, I actually, I'm a Pepsi guy anyway. So, that's not too many people <laughs> are, but if I'm going to drink a pop between Coke and Pepsi, I'm going Pepsi because I like this, I like the sweetness of it. I might have an but, old Pepsi shirt to show you. Yeah, yeah. So, I like, and I like the, um, you know, I like all of the 80s and, and that's kind of my style anyways. I like, I like the, the 90s stuff. I'm, I love, I like a lot of the band t-shirts, but for the most part, the 90s stuff's really hard for me to really get into just because I just had it as a kid. I remember yeah. wearing it all the time. And, you know, I think I would look kind of crazy running around here with a, you know, well, I, with certain right. shirts at my age. Was, no, I wear that one all the time. But, uh, but I guess, but, you know, like things like this, like the, like the, this, you know, the NCAA championship in Rupp Arena, although Kentucky wasn't even in it. Right, that's what I my love, parents. Met. I love the memorabilia aspect of it, and I can remember it taking place. So that's that's kind of the cool thing. But like the Jordan T-shirts with like uh, Bugs Bunny and stuff, they're so I, popular. Yeah. But I, I mean, the front and back, Bugs yeah. Taz with the backwards clothing. Kind yeah, of, uh, yeah. Who was that? Uh, Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Yeah. Yep. 
So I remember that. on the shirt. But I, I couldn't pull that off today. No, There's no, no, possible no, way. no, no. But I, but I remember it, and it's cool to have, like, to look at it and, and think about it. But, and one of the cool things, too, is my son is really kind of getting into a lot of that. So, like, my old champion jerseys and stuff I had as a kid, yeah. I kept. Good. So I have those, and, and he and he wears them and enjoys them, and so and a lot of some of the old Nike stuff. But so talk a little bit about what what's kind of on the plate now. What moving forward? What are some ideas and some some business things that you've got going? Or maybe you can't really tell. Let us give us all the details, but kind of uh, tell us what's going on. Moving forward, actually, uh, in Louisville, I've shared the space that I had a store in Louisville. Uh, with River City Retro, they, it's a great guy, Addison, and partners with Alex sometimes. They sell mid-century modern furniture, and I've done a lot of shows with them, and I was selling a little bit more furniture years ago, picking it up a little bit more, furniture and smalls, mm -hmm. but they're planning on opening a store downtown Louisville sometime this summer. Okay. Can't really say when, yeah. but uh, yeah, so that's in progress, and honestly, not really sure. Uh, you know, Nashville's kind of just gotten back open, so getting back down there more, I'd like to hopefully see some events planned, you know, some flea markets and, and shows like that get on the schedule. But uh, you what know, are you hearing with that? Are you are you, have you heard much June about? June is canceled yeah. for Nashville. Yeah. Um, I think you know some of the big markets potentially Brimfield in September is going to happen. No friendship flea market was canceled. That's going to happen in September. Uh, uh, Burlington, that I think. That's again. next weekend. Is it? Yeah. Are they having it? That's what they said. Was this on their website? That, that's another one coming know. up. But yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot going on. I mean, my plan is just to kind of continue to get out and buy as I can. I've been lucky to have quite a few private buys lately. Yeah. But other than that, that's keeping me going. Do you find that a lot of people are getting out of this industry a little bit, or maybe they've hung on to collections for a long time and they're just ready to kind of, you know, let that stuff go? I haven't really noticed, or nothing's really you know, struck my attention that anyone that's a friend of mine has gotten out of this. After all, coronavirus, Nashville, tornado, yeah. current status, economic status. I, I haven't really noticed anyone step back. You know, for a while, I, I started to see more stuff available. Uh, There's a lot more lower-priced items to buy. Yeah, so that, that I've noticed good. that, too. And, and even the some of the higher-end, you, know, uh, you know, rock T-shirts and stuff like that have seemed to be a little bit on the lower price yeah, side they have. of things, especially um, the 90s alternative tees and things like that um and that's what made led me to that question is because you know I, I just wonder if people are just wanting to move product right now or if they're just wanting if there's kind of a right i mean i also think maybe some of the bubble may be bursting you know i don't know if there's going to be such a high-end market for some of the 600 to a thousand dollar t-shirts i to me that still is always just shocking uh, i've Oh yeah, I've not sold a, a shirt over five hundred dollars. Yeah. So for me, I don't. A lot of the clientele I deal with, I don't see them going out and buying it. And well, let me ask you this question: Would you, when you don't have to answer the answer, but would you buy a t-shirt for five or six hundred dollars? No. No. See, I wouldn't either. No. But the part of that is because I know that if I'm patient, that I'll eventually exactly. find it right. for what I want. And and so I so could I live without it if I never found it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I have a few others that if I'm not happy with one. You know, I've yeah. recently talked about kind of the bubble, you know, bursting a little bit. I've gotten on eBay and, and you'll see a lot of the posts. So I have certain shirts that I follow and then I'll look and track and say, well, how long have they had it on there? And then you'll see a price and then they'll say, or make it, make an offer. Right. Well, me making offers, was not the best idea because I made a couple and then they all agreed. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, oh no, okay. Well, um, I guess I'm getting that t-shirt now. So, yeah. but the good thing is, is it's something that I am enjoying personally right now. And then, you know, the, the, the idea is 
when I'm when I'm ready to move on from that, to, to put it back out there and let it live on, hopefully with somebody else that can enjoy it. I hope it holds some value. Yeah, and I, I mean, think I think it, it will. will. Yeah, I think it'll definitely hold value. And you know, at the end of the day, if I've enjoyed a shirt for a couple of years and I can break even when I sell it, I'm happy. With yeah, exactly. So, so well, let's talk. Let's get into what you brought because sure. I want to talk a little bit about that. And um, I want to talk about, um, we'll, we'll kind of get into some other things after that. Yeah. So show us what, what, what so, you brought. So what I brought today is a derby t-shirt collection and then just a few pieces of, that stand out to me that are you know, okay. important to me or that, that really just stood out as unique Kentucky pieces. And those are probably two of my biggest collections. So anyway. are these any of these for sale or is this just your collection? Uh, everything's for sale. Okay. I mean, I've sold a few. Uh, some I'm attached to more than others. So if anybody is interested, you can reach me at, at Warning Company. But you'll you'll hear after I introduce a few of them. Okay. I may not want to talk. Let's see what we got. Um, I feel like I'm on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, so Nick, yeah. show us what you brought Let today. Let me do a cardigan to put on. <laughs> I guess we'll start in the back. We'll we'll start with Kentucky stuff. So. I guess I can show, I'll start with my oldest local Kentucky t-shirt. See if I'm still on camera. Yeah, so, you are. You're good. Yeah. So one of these. Uh, this, you tell the story and I'll hold them after. All right. So this one here, Bluegrass Raceway. I grew up in Keene. This is from Nicholasville. The raceway actually was right off Nicholasville Road. And it was a drag strip. This shirt is probably 50s, 60s, probably 50s. And uh, it was one of the first purchases I ever bought from Junk House. Oh, yeah. And uh, Kevin's got some awesome Kevin, stuff. I mean, this was, he came into my store one day and uh, I just opened and introduced himself. And, you know, I had to have it. One, I learned a little history about graphics on the front, graphics on the back, kind of changed over time. What is me. that? Okay, see if I can remember correctly. Uh, I think if it was 40s, there would just be a small, graphic on the front 50s for racing nothing on the front just on the back and then 60s 70s they were doing both yeah so that it just that would make sh that would make sense because i mean the 50s leading into the 50s and i could be wrong on this it was just it was all about the white t-shirt it was all right. about the greaser feel right. but you also had to represent who you were with and, and what so, yeah so this is probably someone that with. worked at the raceway yeah worked, who knows where it was so advertising cool. This one, just another uh, Bluegrass Boys, American Legion, probably uh, post-World War II. Yeah. Bluegrass Boys are also uh, John Hartford and Bluegrass Boys. Yeah. Bluegrass, yeah. so that kind of yeah. kicked with me as That's well. And cool. it'd be around the same time yeah. that John Hartford also, not John Hartford, is it John Hartford? No, it's uh, older Bluegrass musician. Ralph Stanley? Oh, I can't think of it. I'm butchering it now. But anyway, the guy played at yeah. American Legion's around that time. No, that's that's cool too, man. Because that that you got the thing I love about that this kind of stuff is there's not it doesn't there's not there's only a handful of it around. This I mean, is a fifties champion chambray uh, university jacket, very light print on the front. I had three at one time. I took them all to two keys. You, oh, you sold them all. Yeah, I kept one. A guy that worked with me, Matt, kept one, and then we sold the other two. But uh, they paid what I wanted, and the people that bought them were really stoked too. So, so I saw a. Obviously, what what do you think? What 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 era do you say? Would you say? I, I think it's fifties or, or maybe sixties. Yeah, it's got a serval zipper. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's champion. I've seen others. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's, it's definitely champion. And so that's why I think because I I can, I can tell by the other bands. Yeah, it's got some age, some wear um, and tear. The 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 one of the things too, so the interesting thing about this is I just saw a some I'm in a group with some guys on Instagram and um somebody was selling did you see the Harvard nineteen fifties Harvard I've champion yeah with with the print on the back like yeah. you were just talking about but they were it was an issue hooded sweatshirt for Harvard Athletics and they had it for eight grand. Yeah. And so I think the bid was up to like two thousand something. 
but uh, but it's amazing to me. I mean, that blows my yeah. mind. But you got to think. I mean, there's not. Who knows what this would go for in auction? But I mean, but who? Yeah, but even then, I mean, that's a piece I, I wouldn't get rid of because I'm not because you know it's that's something that's definitely going to increase in value because there's only so many of them even in existence still. We'll go. We'll move Probably the one, the three or four that you sold at Two Keys Tavern. Yeah. Some, some college kid. That's no, those, those two girls that bought them need to know what they've got. Oh, uh, definitely. You should have got their numbers and, and reached back out to them and said, when, you when get you're tired of this. Yeah, sell it back to me. There's a fit. So, uh, I guess we go back to Champion again. This is a oh, 70s blue bar. This is like almost to me, it's like a soccer jersey. Love that. It's Love so that. comfortable. Wear it all the time. Again, I'm also a Peanuts fan. Yeah, I've got a bought cool. this from Vintage Vibe. Yeah. Yep. I've got a cool um, Joe Cool Peanuts um, hoodie. I think I told you about. Yeah, it's it's more eighty. I think it's well, it might be late seventies, early eighties. Here's another seventies going to the Jersey look. Yeah, I like that. Pride Month. Mm -hmm. Got a picture of that one, and then seventy-seven bicentennial is another favorite of mine. Just. Yeah. If you're in Lexington, this logo is what is on the Lexington buses, Lexington public. Yeah. It's been around since then. That's okay. piece kind of cool. And then you know, the 78 championships. Oh, yeah. See, that's my favorite. Yeah. Because that's the year I was born. Yep. That's right. I've been trying to get one off of, uh, well, I reached out to a guy who had one, but I don't know if he's going to. I may have a lead for you. Yeah. Yeah. I had a guy that had had the 78 champion. He wasn't ready to let go. Of it, but, um, somebody I know found one. So I'm going to see if it's my size. I'm, I'm tired of buying stuff that I can't fit into. I have to start losing some weight. Dude, that's my favorite crew that you have, the this, white one. This one? Yeah. I love the wildcat on that one. That's yeah, so again. favorite Kentucky logo. I, I just love the all over. This one, I love how it's got the sleeves, Kentucky wildcat. And another '80s champion. Like have a classic. I feel like I'm doing QVC. Right. So we've got one more of these in so stock. Here, if you can't <laughs> have enough all over print, let's just go. <laughs> we're gonna drop the price on these. You know, okay, buy all three. Make me happy. That one's crazy too, man. Yeah. Ha. Ah. So, are, do you, let me ask. So, are you finding these off of collectors or just kind of out in the wild? Uh, let's see. This one I bought from Lord John Vintage. Okay. This was a while ago. Yeah. Early stuff. This one I found uh, from California. That was super cool. Negotiated with them. And this one, I don't remember. This one came from. I bought a Patino's Bombino's of, of, uh, of Lord John for like $12. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, getting into more, even closer 90s. Yes. The chalk line. Thank you. Shout out to Max. Vintage plug for selling me one of yours. That Appreciate it, man. Especially crazy. for giving me one that fits me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's another thing. Again, I love it, but I can't see myself pulling it off. It's maybe. not for sale. I'm sorry. It's maybe <laughs> I wouldn't sell it either. I can't. So let's yeah. get into some of the the, right. the, the derby tees. What do you have? Derby tees, bluegrass. Music, I've got, or... I just brought derby, and then the other one are like some tourist shirts. Tour shirts. Yep. And then uh, let's I check guess. a couple of them out. Show the patino shirt. All right. So to go with the last sweatshirts, I do have the t-shirt and then another patino, which this is probably one of my more favorite shirts right now. As I said, we, I grew up around patino. This one all over kind of has that test print look, the neon. It's great. Yeah, I love that one too. It, I'm, it would be hard for me to wear the patino shirt, but I love the, the graphics and the colors are crazy. I forgot. I completely forgot how much neon they used back in that time period. Of, yeah. You know, even with Kentucky stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like, too, they did in the 90s, the, the logo there, it's a lighter blue. It's not like a North Carolina blue, but it's a lighter yeah. blue with the darker navy. Yeah, and then I get so just other things that have, to me, over the years, like, always been into tourist shirts. So, and, and so I decided to collect Lexington ones. Yeah. So many people have asked if this is a new shirt, why not make another one? Probably yeah. should make one of these in every color. Joy of Lex, Joy of Blue, but it's a national IQ test shirt. Also kind of interesting. That is really cool. 
Oh, Kentucky, you'll come to love it. Jenny Wiley, State Park. And see, Kentucky for Kentucky is remake. Yeah. Trying to me remake of quite a few of these, but yeah, if, if they want to hit me up, we can do a collab. I'll, yeah. I'll bring my whole collection over. We can pick out some of the best. That's I love that one. I haven't I've seen, seen a that bunch one. of these actually. Really? There's someone at domestic has one. Oh, really? Yeah. The problem is finding them in my size. You, you. Can I get lucky. Finish, I can yeah, wear a I lot of them. I try to squeeze in them, and I look like. Yeah, this is. I got this. Uh, Florida fleet, or no, uh, drunken fleet. Cumberland Falls. Yeah, that one's cool. Had to. It was ten dollars. Couldn't pass. Who had that one? Uh, Jones. Yeah. yeah. That one's nice. I didn't see that one. Yeah. I like that one too. This one's one of you my know. favorites because this was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was this not an '80s? Was this the '80s? Um, I think so. State Park. It was like the. Was it the Bluegrass or it, Kentucky State Park, possibly? Mm -hmm something like that i have a few kentucky state park and, and rolex i don't know I, I remember this shirt as a kid i think they made it in that orange print and then they had it in like a, a green maybe or a red. kentucky pops with the orange oh yeah always yeah i like that so i guess next i'll show you the derby collection kind of just started me having you know horse racing background growing up around that so then i wanted to first find all my birth gear, which is 87, I wanted to find. The t-shirt, a hat, the shot glass, the derby glass. Yeah. So I'm I the same way. I collect everything found, 78. You know, all the shirts I could with all the logo. Yeah. Seven. And then it just started to expand, and it wasn't just the derby. It was the derby festival and the derby marathon. The mini marathon shirts can be fun. They, yeah, that's again, really cool. They're kind of a bootlegger in a sense. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, I love when finding the official shirt. The official shirts all have the winners on the back. And then they're usually exactly like the class. Yeah. And then you can find the hat to match. And then there was a period, actually, that uh, most of the 80s official ones were champions. champions yeah. Yep. And they make great shirts. They're yeah. really comfortable. Uh, a few of them, you can just tell that they're actually trench or champion. Yeah. All the official. What's ones. the long sleeve one? This is the red one. Yeah. Uh, no, the other one, the white. So this one is not an. Actually, this is an official, but it's yeah. a long sleeve. You don't see long sleeves much. Not many of them. Yeah. I like that one. I like the colors on that. Yeah. What was that eighties? Yeah, they're all, everything I brought to you is 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know, even, I mean, the bootlegs are fun. This was for a brewery. Yeah, so. The brewery. Yeah, the brewery, it's closed now, but I, I saw Weezer there. So in the, great graphics. Yeah. Colors. I went to, the first time I ever saw Weezer, they just come out with their first album. Here? It was there. Yeah, really? it was super fun. No way. Yeah, the brewery. The brewery. Yeah. Louisville. I need to find, that's what I need to find. I need to find a. Uh, an old brewery t-shirt so here's the one this one i was wrong it's probably 80s i don't know if this was late 70s but this is exactly as the 78 class that image and this one's kind of similar to it mm -hmm. yeah they used that same font for a couple of years right that that i don't really know what you even call that it's almost a, and this I'm, is another with the back but it's not official yeah yeah. And then I like that one too. I like the ringer tees. Champion. I like the ringer tees a lot. So yeah, some of the the champion ones are great. They really are. This one is dead on. If you see the glass, it's red and yellow and green. Has this seal on it. So what do you? So what? What are you? So clearly, this is your collection. What do you like to collect? Is it mostly just derby or Kentucky-related stuff? or? Yeah, honestly, it is. Uh, a lot of Kentucky stuff, a lot of bootlegs, um, tourist shirts, again. Oh, this, that's my favorite. This is probably, yeah, one of your favorites, the infield shirt. I love this. This one here. They're paper thin, both of these. Yeah. I, I might need to get one of these off of you. Yeah. <laughs> I like the They are big. Ones. I mean, they're long. That one's like, it looks like a dress. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yes. But, um, the long, large. 
check out the guy's pants. His pants say Ohio State. Right. <laughs> and then also you've got Kentucky right there. That's the classic. Do it. Right yeah. here. XXX. I don't even know what that turtle or dog. Yeah, it's gotta be that's a dog. <laughs> then there's the drunk guy, the guy getting sick over here, kicking like kicking or sticking his tongue out. out. Goodwill. Good year, sorry. <laughs> the goodwill <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I love this one. This, I'm with you, man. I, I'd say that's – I like the uniqueness of T-shirts. I'll tell you something I've been big on right now is really trying to find the parking lot. Yeah. Um, early those are the lot. ones that really jump out to me. I think it's kind of amazing that people – the parking lot tees have better graphics than the actual tees they sold in the concert. Or they're just a complete mess. Yeah. And it's still fun just because yeah. you can tell that it was very amateurly done. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, that's what I makes think it. we talked about you. You'll still collect shirts that have like a misprint or. Yeah. You know, a, I, I like those because for me, it's about finding the, sh the shirt that not everybody has. Here's an old, it's probably the oldest bootleg I have of Kirby shirts. Yeah. It's just on that 70s uh, fantasy, like. A lot of 70s concert trips were in there. There's, there's two that look like they came out of a parking lot at a concert. Same black and white raglan. You can definitely tell. Look at the look at the different the lines oh, yeah. of the drawing, how thick it is here and thin is there. And then the over miss the, the yeah. there, overlap. But you know what? The the, the that Kentucky logo look at the colors in that Kentucky it's is great. just insane. Yeah. Yeah, I like the coloring in a lot of them, for sure. So, so what about um, what about like concert tees and things like that? I know you came up on a, a, a big collection of concert tees from I think a, a radio station. Yeah, radio station recently. Ago. Yeah, and I absolutely love the the one you sold me. I've worn it a couple times. Awesome. Um, but very uh, you, very you. Yeah, I mean it. It I love. What year did you say it was? It was eighty. It's eighty. Um, well, it's 86, and it's cool because I, I don't, you know, obviously you just kind of guess at some of these things, but <clears throat> with with the logo on the back with the football player and the catching the boom box, so Raising yeah. Hell by Run DMC, came, Run DMC came out in 86, and then Beastie Boys dropped theirs in 87. Right. So with the football player, I'm guessing the fall of 86, beginning right. of 87 is when Beastie Boys. So I, I, I'm thinking that it was some type of promo team. I, mean, I want to. I want to believe that. But, uh, I don't. I've but, never seen a football player yeah, catch in a, a boombox boom and full pads but like this. But it, that's what so. I love because I mean, two things. I mean, I love football and I love, I love you know, um, music. So those two things come in hand in hand. And that's crazy. again another fun part about it. When I got all those, I took a little video and I sent it to a couple friends. Yeah. And, you know, you were one of the few friends. It was like gotta have this oh yeah luckily yeah. nobody was you know pointing at the same thing well but, the west one radio is really cool on the yeah. front the logo with the w with my last name being wills right so i love i love that um i love that part of it too and you know as crazy as this sounds obviously um I, that logo on the back i haven't decided because i'm gonna get i gotta get i'm getting some more artwork done but might. i might get that football player with that boom box because and it's make it just, as your logo well, no. I mean, artwork on my body. Oh, yeah, even yeah, cooler. Yeah, gotta let me know. So, uh, That'll so, be a first for me. I don't think I've ever yeah. sold a T-shirt. So I, I put on there. Well, I just I want unique things and things that kind of really tell a story. My story, yeah. you know. So I know I've got a couple ideas of some things that that uh, Robert, my tattoo artist, is working on. But I, I don't the the that that keeps standing out to me. And I don't have a Kentucky tattoo. So I'm a diehard UK fan. So I'm probably going to get that that logo that I pointed out there earlier. That's my favorite really? logo. So I'll probably get that one. I don't want to get the the, the, the dick tone. Cat. Yeah, cat. yeah. I'm going to go with the cat because I, I just yeah I don't it just speaks to me. Better. I, I personally wouldn't put big U and K lettering no. on me either. No, I, I would go with an animal or yeah something in that direction. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. I want to go more from a wildcat standpoint. So, okay, man. Well, listen, let's talk about, so we're kind of redoing this, this whole interview, but let's talk a little bit of one of the things I do at the end of every interview is kind of a PSA. So it doesn't really have, can be re relate to 
currently the current situation of things that are going on. It can relate to what we do from a you know vintage standpoint, just anything. But what what is Nick's PSA uh, right now? What would your PSA to the people be? Mine is I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to forward on some advice that was given to me um, when I opened the store. I, Jay Peterman, local legend, uh, store owner, designer, just all around really interesting. You know, he's just like the most interesting man. Oh he, yeah, he lived the life. Um, he said to me, he said, make sure that no matter what, when you're buying and sourcing, source what you like and only what you like. And if you're accepting it, comfortable with it, have an ability to sell it, you know, that's what you picked out of it when you chose it. And he said, that's what, in order to formulate your vision, your business, your brand, whatever it may be, is as long as you're staying true to yourself and true to what you like. And, and by that, I mean, you know, not, you don't have to follow trends. You don't go out and buy all the all over print shirts you can because they're really selling hot right now or, or whatever it may be. You know, if you're staying true to yourself, who knows, you may identify a trend that hasn't even picked up yet. Or, you know, you may be on something that you may find a group of people that are also into. Yeah. And, and so with that advice, I think I've definitely, you know, found my following, found my group, created my brand, true to myself, and and made things a lot easier on myself. Yeah. Um, I haven't I, had the big risks. I haven't taken enormous risks that I'm not confident in. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, that's, you're absolutely right. And I mean, uh, we can talk about Jay Peterman uh, off camera, Legend. but yeah, he, he uh, you know, I mean, he, just when I think of him, in what he did here in Lexington, you know, my mom was an avid follower of his and, and yeah, you know, too. shopped at his store. And one of, one of the reasons that she always did is because she knew that she could buy something there and it wouldn't be what everybody else right. had. Yeah. And so, you know, that's great advice. And I, I need to probably take that in myself because I get caught up sometimes in the, the, uh, the, the, the trends right. and the, and the selling and the, and what's popular. And I think we kind of all do sometimes get a little bit lost in that. And, and um, I, find, I find what it is is I buy stuff that I don't really feel comfortable, like I don't care about or I'm not passionate about. And so it sits there a lot longer because I'm not You're not, hurting, you're not able to sell it. Sell it. Yeah, and you're not, not able, able to, to you know, say, I would wear this. Yeah. So, or I would yeah. love, you know. So I think that's, pair this that's, with that. that's kind of led me into where I'm at now, you know, with this quarantine and all this hitting. You know, I thought, okay, how can, what can I do that? that I feel excited that excites me and I can right. be passionate about. So this kind of led me into doing what I'm doing now with the podcast and talking with other people and, and getting different ideas and just hearing their story. And I think, yeah, and you got a following. These are great. I'm yeah, so when, happy when, you're doing it. When that's, I think the key is like for you, like everybody, you mentioned this, I think when we start, first started, you said, you know, I've run around the, the fleas and stuff with my bag and everything. <laughs> right. And people might just know Nick as that person and not know who you truly sure. are. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the cool thing. And what I'm hoping to accomplish with all this is to get people to tell their story and to, to get, get to know them outside yeah, of what they do. Yeah, we have that chance to, you know, take five to ten minutes when I meet a new vendor to say, hey, you know, where are you from? What are you into? Yeah. You really figure them out. You know, you really – in vintage you really need a person by what they sell yeah you walk into their booth this is them you kind of get a feel for their tastes their likes and, and to me that's how it all works so i think I've, I've definitely learned who i love dealing business with and dealing with and uh who my repeat you know people i'm gonna buy from again are going to be just by their you know their own taste yeah yeah and i think that's the key man i mean the, the, the thing i love about this is the networking you know, we've got a good little family here in, in Lexington with uh, with everybody. We're, Everybody's different, too. Yeah, we're still trying to create that and, and build that up. But I think at the end of the day, we're all kind of kind of getting to know each other and, and becoming friends from that standpoint. And vintage is just, you know, you know, icing on the cake, to say. I mean, right. you know, it's just something we all have in common. So you want to talk a little bit about the books that we got here? Yeah, what? no, I, I almost forgot I brought these. Yeah. I will say when I started that I, I just, I bought all the books I could. 
because pricing can be difficult and sometimes you come across something that you know you own you may not have any tags on and the only way to identify it is by how the garment was made um date place of origin uh zippers buttons stuff like that so i i definitely say that i've, I've really benefited by by studying and doing my homework and and buying some of these books here and and just really when i'm looking and hunting you know now that i've this one's a great example, Americana Vintage. It's made by uh, Lightning Clutch Magazines. You can order them online and Amazon. Um, there is English in some of them. Most of it's in Japanese. I use Google Translate, take a picture and read it. Yeah. But uh, you know, if it wasn't for some of these magazines, I wouldn't have known some of the true value of some some larger pieces. You know, just classic Americana, old. You know, yeah. How do you go into tackle box? Yeah, yeah, collector's item, turquoise jewelry, you know, hats and tags, the lamps, jackets, everything, different types of denim and patterns. But that this book has really been this is just kind of classic Americana uh, items that are collectible and that all fetch pretty high prices. Yeah, and and see that's the cool thing too, man. I you know. You can't really take the internet. You can't gauge a price. Yeah, it's really hard to gauge auction sales or listing yeah. prices. You know, listing prices are, are listed because they're not sold. Mm -hmm. Sometimes on eBay auctions, there may be someone like us that swiped something up for a steal, or mm -hmm. there may be something that did get a true value. So it's hard, I, I think, at and store prices. And I think these books, the cool thing about it, too, is it helps you understand the textile aspect of yeah, it and really exactly. what the rarity of a product or something is, how many was made yeah, of them or This made. one is, is almost like a Bible. It, it covers every brand, um, rivets and buttons, um, labels and shirts and everything. I mean, they really break it down well. Yeah. And I've got a few others that uh, I've, I've shared with some, or maybe you, I know Shonda yeah. and them, I've, I've dropped off to them to help identify that really goes over zippers and, and tags and mm -hmm. date states of where things are made so yeah they help you know if you're getting into it there are definitely there are some forums online that you can go on and send pictures out and you know try and get some help from people elsewhere but uh just getting out and, and teaching yourself is really the best that's the key man yeah. educating yourself and learning as much as you can a couple other people i've had go on. in stores go in go in shops and see you know, something priced in Louisville is going to be priced different in New York City mm -hmm. and Nashville or Florida or wherever. So I always, if I'm traveling, I will probably make a list of each city and, and try and hit all the stores I can. It, it's just like it's constant, you know, flipping homework. You flip and, through the racks and yeah, you learn yeah. What, what's worth what. And, and, you know, I've been, you know, obviously sometimes it's hard to predict predict or project what a trend would be especially with the way stuff i mean now you got the early 2000 stuffs that are bringing you know 50 60 70 dollars which just blows my mind because you know we've seen them all sitting there on the rack for for a while and yeah. and you know you, in my mind it's it's obviously it's trend and it's popular and people are trying to push that i think out there a little bit but in my mind it's not true it's not truly vintage to right. what to what not that old. Yeah, it's not really that old. But also, you talked about learning and from others. I mean, you know, you know, Jay Peterman being a good you know mentor for you. I know you yeah. talked about that Kevin, in the past. Junk but Kevin, he's a great one. That's what I was going to say, and that's one of the things that I have found to be the most helpful is really getting other people's take on something and having that trust factor to know that I could send a picture to you or send a picture or yeah. something to Kevin and say, Hey, you know, you got any more knowledge around this because, you know, and you're going to be open and honest with me yeah. and not, and not, you know, say, Oh, it's not worth anything. I'll give you 20 bucks for it. And then it's a hundred dollar shirt. Well, you no, know? You're, you're, you're dead on. I actually, I do operate in that way. I have a few friends across the country, different vintage dealers that one may specialize in military. One yeah. may specialize in, 40s to 70s another person may know his sneakers and top yeah. 90s and i really do i rely on those people and y'all know who you are I'm not shouting their names out yeah, but uh yeah yeah we don't have, give we, your sources. we have that tight but, connection and uh it's it's valuable that that's it really is 
building that relationship valuable. I think so. Learning and learning from others, you know, and, and doing your history and research from, from books and, and, and things like that. Cause sometimes the internet is, is, is a very reliable source, but it's not always, it's truthful. not always true. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, uh, well, Nick, man, I appreciate it. Uh, one of the other things we do, uh, your PSA was spot on. It's perfect. You know, I think I need to do better at doing that, uh, doing that myself and buying kind of what I'm interested in and trying to focus on that. Uh, We're going to check that. out your collection after this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You haven't He's seen probably it spot on, you know, I, my collection is all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So it's an absolute mess, but we'll it's definitely okay. check some things out. But, um, so one of the other things I do real quick is just a heat check. We'll do this and kind of use this as a, a, a promotion for the podcast. So I'll ask you just a quick, couple quick questions. I think we did this last time when it messed up. So I don't know if you can remember who, what those were, but if not, just whatever, whatever you're feeling this week. So uh, we'll start it off with uh, who's your um, uh, who's your celebrity crush? Yeah, you know, I put a little more thought into this, yeah. and I had to throw it back to to Becky from Full House. Or <laughs> that, that that's one yeah. that's one of the top. Yeah. What was her hey, name? You can go visit her in jail. <laughs> right, you're right. <laughs> but back then, man, oh man, her and I think again, you know, I was uh old Topanga. I had a crush on her when I was growing up. Yeah, oh yeah. Boy Meets World. Yeah. There are a few she, others. It was, that was her personality for sure. Everybody loved Jennifer Aniston on Friends. Yeah, that's you know, one of that. my favorites. Jennifer Aniston for yeah. sure. So what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? There's a lot. I mean, if I'm going to be nostalgic, I love Home Alone. Yeah. Always. The first one's classic. It, even not it, during Christmas. It's a good Yeah, it, it's exactly. All year it makes round. makes you laugh. You know, just the other day, actually, I, I might watch E.T. soon because I saw it was listed on you know, Netflix or somewhere. I haven't seen E.T. My kids never liked it growing it up. But I had seen time. it since. I, I watched it when it came out at the drive-in. Yeah. Well, I remember my parents and I, we went after church one Sunday and watched E.T. I remember that. And I don't yeah. know that I've seen it since, so I need to rewatch that too. So, so that's on the list to rewatch, but there's a couple I really like. I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. Yeah, me too. Any of his, uh, even all the small ones, like I love Four Rooms. Yeah. That one, the bellhop. And yeah, Eve, yeah, and yeah. Tarantino's yeah. great, for sure. Um, but uh, favorite music, band, uh, something? When I was younger, I really loved Led Zeppelin. Um, and gotten older it's more bluegrass rock so love Grateful Dead but also a huge kind of support my boy Tyler Childers and yeah. Town Mountain and bluegrass and the weeks and I, I, I like rock and roll country bluegrass Americana whatever you want to call yeah, it the looks I, I said I, I said I, I, I took a picture of my hat Friday night we were all out here at the fire pit and I took a picture uh, and tagged the wolves in it, not thinking that they would post it. They posted it in the story, so I was pretty amped about that. Hey, I've got but, my wolves t-shirt collection too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got the first wolves tee. Um, but uh, what, what's your favorite bourbon? I really like Weller 12. That's, Do you? that's some good shit, yeah. Like Weller 12 and uh, Fitzgerald, um, Bullet Rye. Yeah, I like yeah. The, I like the bullet. Bullet's probably my go-to, just on a normal Bullet rise is kind of my go-to. I like Buffalo um, Trace as a go-to. Yeah, um, Elmer, Elmer Q. Lee's my favorite okay. bottle out of all, but uh, it's not that easy. I did just find a nice bottle in the wild. Did you really? Yeah, coming back from Nashville, I found a bottle of Blanton's. Oh, wow. First stop, right there. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. What, um, one of the, let's see, the last question, uh, this is not so much of a heat check, it's kind of a drawn out, but... What's your favorite thing to do outside of thrifting and, and kind of vintage and things like that? I like getting out in the nature. I like hiking, you know, go exploring, you know, finding abandoned houses and picking old creeks and going hikes and stuff like that. I think that's just natural to me growing up on a farm being yeah. from here. So, you know, if I get a, a day of spare time, I'm going to try and go to the gorge or go down Kentucky River and explore. Yeah. I love that, it. Love it. Love being out in nature me out there with my dog so that's awesome brother well, listen I, I appreciate it man and um that's it guys hope you enjoyed that i'll um probably try to release this tomorrow since Woo. it was supposed to be Quick. released a, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> round but, two uh, here it is. round two is even better so i appreciate it nick and um thanks man so i hope you enjoyed episode number 12 with my buddy nick of warning company you know nick's psa was really cool He's just, you know, focus on what you like and what you enjoy buying and, and, and selling. And I think 
when you do that, that makes things a lot easier. We talked a little bit about that in the podcast, but I know for me, I get out of my comfort zone a little bit from a standpoint of buying stuff that I'm not really passionate about. And a lot of times it's a little bit more difficult for me to put out there and really tell the story behind it. So I hope everybody's doing well. Um, things are getting back to normal and I'm really enjoying it. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, let me know. Send me a direct message via Instagram. Uh, share it on your stories. Share it with your friends. But let's try to get this out there as much as we possibly can. And also, if you know of anybody that you'd like to hear me interview, reach out to me. Let me know. Send me a, a message regarding that person. And I'd love to sit down with them if they're open to the idea. So I'll see everybody next week. I hope everybody's happy and healthy. And talk to you later. Get me higher than the grocery